Choose from Just As I Am Ministries, a nonprofit providing hope to those caught in the devastation of addiction of any kind or those searching for a better way to live. Rich and Susan Collenberg found freedom from drug addiction and alcoholism over two decades ago. In the series, The Temple of the Mind, they examine the Beatitudes, the Lord's Prayer, and other Bible passages to show how God uses His Holy Word in the events and trials of life to prepare hearts and minds to be the temple of His Holy Spirit. Take every thought captive now on Freedom to Choose. Thy kingdom come, thy will be Hello, everyone. My name is Rich Collenberg. And my name is Susan Collenberg. And we would like to welcome you once again to Freedom to Choose. And we are in our series, The Temple of the Mind. And this is program number 12 in that series. And it's titled, I Am Come Not to Destroy, But to Fulfill. And uh, that's it. I, I like this title. It, uh, it has to do with God's law and his laws and the way he runs his universe. And Susan, before we get going on this, would you open with a word of prayer, please? Yes. Our loving Father in heaven, we are grateful that uh, you are a God um, who desires our restoration as opposed to our destruction. And um, even though sometimes we can uh, look at you in the wrong light, help us to understand your word and your law that we may be in union with you and um, put away the things of this world. And it's only through your power and your spirit that we're capable of doing that. And so we invite you to come into our hearts and our minds. And please be with this program. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So I would like to talk a little bit, of course, the title of the program, I Am Not Come to Destroy, But to Fulfill. And what we're talking about here, what Jesus is talking about is the law. And this is a, sometimes a heated topic, so we'd like to maybe put a different lens on this thing, if you could, if we would. And w- what I'd like to talk about is, is uh, a thing that Susan and I uh, and some people like to call design law. Mm. Mm-hmm. And it's just simply the way things are designed. Right. In other words, um, I can respect the way things are designed, or I cannot respect them. Right. When I did methamphetamine, I was not respecting my body and the way it was designed. And right. what it did was it tore me up. And it had consequences it, to your there choices. Are, yes, there are consequences for not respecting the way things are designed. Right. If it's, I stand on the Empire State Building and I do not respect the law of gravity and I step off the Empire State Building, what's going to happen? They will be consequences for me not respecting that law of gravity. Right. It's the same thing as a car. You know, you can put water into the gas tank or you can put gas in the gas tank. So, you know, there everything everything runs like it's like this wheel within a wheel and everything is interconnected and has there's like this code 
almost to life. Of how things operate. Yes. There is a law of respiration. It's the way things are designed. When I breathe in air, something happens in my lungs, oxygen goes where it needs, and when I exhale, that's the law of respiration. I can go into a pool and not respect the law of respiration, and what will happen? You will drown. I will drown. If I'm drowning in 10 feet of water, what's the only way to stop me from drowning? Change the law of respiration? No, is to change your condition. Is to get me out of the water and restore me back into harmony with With the way the design law works. The only way for a person to get well from alcoholism or drug addiction is to restore that person back to harmony with the way design law works. Right, and so there's always, you know, the thing about um, the way that oxygen and carbon dioxide and and how, um, you know, we breathe in oxygen and we expel carbon dioxide. And so if we're talking about a law, we can have a selfish nature that says... I'm not going to let anybody have any of my carbon dioxide. I'm going to hoard it. Yes. I'm put a bag over my head so nobody can get it. And you what, are now not respecting the law of respiration. Right. And what happens? And you, you, you die. die. Right. And see, this is how God's universe is set up. God does not have to punish you for sin. Sin punishes sin. Right. The wages of sin is death. He who sows to the carnal nature from that nature reaps destruction. Right. And so God... Um, so so we can say that God has, to the very best of his ability, considering all the, the things that are going on, has set us up for success. Yes. If we're just willing to stop, stand back, and try to reason for ourselves, what are, what are God's, what is God's nature and how do the laws interact in, you know, Within our our um, environment and our community and everything and what and to be able to make good decisions. Yeah, why does a twelve step program work? Because a twelve step program brings people brings addicts and alcoholics back into harmony with the way reality works. Life on life terms work. They become psychologically healthy. It's character building. It's getting real to guilt. It's embracing truth. It's working on oneself. It's being able it's, to... You're building a community. You become a, precisely. a person that's, you know, you in contribute. A I know I was right. a coffee person. I began right. to... I actually did something with a, for no money for somebody else. Right. At 41 years old, I finally did something. And you for, had to go to the store to buy to the go, coffee. Yeah. And they, they, I think they entrusted you with the money or you yeah. had to bring the receipts and yeah. the creamer uh, and get everything all set up. And that, and you know what? For an addict or an alcoholic, that is a big deal. Right. And so you, you, you begin to participate. And this is design law, folks. This is how things are designed. Everything in nature is under law. And upon its obedience to these laws, and, and that's the, it maintains the order of the natural world. It's the same things with the principles of righteousness that control life in all intelligent beings. And it's conformity to these principles that's it, the well-being of the universe depends. Exactly. And, and so what happens if we don't obey its principles, the principles of, de, of the design law? And the law of love. We separate ourselves from the source of life and we die. God has revealed the purpose of the law 
when he declared to Israel, you shall be holy men unto me. That's Exodus twenty-two thirty-one. Right. And, he's, and, of course, God's glory being his character, it's very bright, and it will consume everything that's out of harmony with it. And the law that was given on Sinai was the enunciation of the principle of love. It's that simple. It's a special code for the people of this plane. It was spoken by God in simple terms so that we could be brought into harmony with its principles. If you love somebody, you're not going to take their wife. You're not going to take their stuff. You're not going to covet their stuff. You're not going to talk bad about them. Which apparently was going on. Yeah. Because you don't have to make a law for something that's not happening. How so God is saying, yeah. okay, everybody. How sick would we be if we had to sit at the di- at the breakfast table and I said, Susan, today, please, I, I don't want you committing adultery. Right. Okay. I don't want you taking anything from anybody, right. uh, you know, and on and, you know, please, I don't want you to kill anybody, mm-hmm. you know, but when we're sick, God has to tell us these things. Right. And not only that, but he has to say, I don't even want you to think about it because you're destroying yourself. Right. I always had a, um, that, uh, um, that debate or that, um, understanding of, you know, when Jesus says, um, when you commit adultery, you're committing adultery. But even if you look after a woman to lust after someone, then that's even committing adultery, just like um, being hateful towards someone is killing them. And I think it's because God is is the designer of mm-hmm. life. And he's trying to, to, um, to express to his creation the, um, the most appropriate, ways to occupy our minds and to keep ourselves um, from harm. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So the, that design law and God's law, law is not a punishment. It's not a um, something to, um, to de- destroy somebody or to um, take revenge out on somebody. It's something to protect us from ourselves. Exactly, because a person that's lusting after a woman has now... Tr- turn that woman into an object, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And also, if they are they have a spouse, they've betrayed their spouse. It does brain damage to right. do that. That's right. all Jesus is saying. Before He's there's be, any be, action. Yeah, you're just, you're, you're harming yourself. It's the same thing with being angry with someone in your mind, whatever you might, you know, imagine in your mind. It's harmful. It's dangerous to, to do that. And so that's all Jesus is saying. And when we're going through these sayings of Jesus, the Beatitudes and some of his his sayings, he's, Jesus is talking about character, and, and he's talking about character traits that don't incur guilt. Because our human nature, we run on fear, we do things to protect ourselves, and when we do things to protect ourselves, we harm other people, and then we incur more guilt, and then our character is damaged more, and then we don't want to embrace the light, and we become we go farther and farther down, and the wages of sin is death. The wages of living out of harmony with the way God has designed us to live it will kill us. Right. He, he doesn't have to enforce... Any punishment on us, we will punish ourselves. And you can see this planet we are. Um, it's it's happening as we reject God more and more. And and the, the beautiful thing is that if we do follow God's design for life, then um, regardless of what happens around us, we can have that, um, the life where we're happy, joyous, and free. 
Mm-hmm. You know, nothing nothing can bind our um, it's um, uh, sin that is the thing that binds and um, I can't remember think of the correct word, but it's what constricts us. Mm-hmm. You know, the law of love is the law of life. It's the law of giving. It's mm-hmm. the law of mercy. That's freedom. Mm-hmm. Whereas sin constrains and, us exactly and it yeah. and it binds us and, mm-hmm. and um in the end destroys us you know and then we wonder well why you know uh i've been a good little boy or a good little girl why did god allow these things to happen to me we, we live on a dangerous planet right. the devil is running around like a roaring lion and do lion inducing fear in everyone and people acting out in fear harm other people and it's it's the way things are and it's horrible horrible to watch. God, I think, allows it to happen because whose freedom is he going to um, remove? Remove. Mm-hmm. He didn't even remove the the Romans and Pharisees' freedom when they nailed him on the cross. Right. He didn't even take that freedom away. Right. We have the freedom to shut him out, and we have the freedom to embrace him. Mm-hmm. And we have to understand that he's a gentleman. He will not go where he's not welcome. And so the only way that we can um, truly embrace him is to live according to his principles. And, 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 of course, it's really hard with this nature running on fear. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man open the door and let me in, I will come in and I will sup with him. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. He's knocking at the door of our hearts if we just let him in. Right, because we talk. We, this program is the temple of the mind, and God is the one who wants to reside in that temple. Um, and we are supposed to be the dwelling place for God. And God, like you said, is not going to force his way in. No. And um, in Matthew 5.17, Jesus says, I've come... I have not come to destroy, but to fulfill. But to fulfill. The law was fulfilled in him, not destroyed. As we assimilate Christ, the law may also be fulfilled in us. The law is simply this, love God and love your neighbor. If you love God, are you going to have any other gods? If I love Susan, do I have any others? If you love your neighbor, are you going to take from him? If you, you know... I, I think more of the Ten Commandments is just simply don't take. Right. Don't take your father and mother's reputation. Don't take your neighbor's wife. Don't even don't take your neighbor's life. Don't take their reputation. Don't even think about take. Don't take their stuff. Don't it's kinda, take. It's kind of like, it's kind of like the top ten of of yeah. you know human human disorder human right? nature human disease contrary to. The way spiritual nature, yeah, the principles, the design law that God, the way God has set things up. The law is simply an MRI for the soul. Mm-hmm. A lot of people, I don't like going to the doctor, I don't like getting an x ray. You know why? The x ray is going to show what's wrong, and I'm afraid there might be something wrong. Mm-hmm. The x ray or the MRI does not cure me, right. It just shows and, and, me what's wrong. And there's no fault in them. No, there's no. Right. The, uh, yeah, I don't care what I do. That MRI machine is not going to heal me. Right. But it's going to send me to the one who can. Mm-hmm. That's all the law is. The law was not destroyed. It was fulfilled. The law, when you look at it, you see, ooh, I am in violation of this. I am not respecting the way God has run is operating this universe. I need to be healed. Then you go to the doctor 
It's it's just it's really that simple. We've made it very complicated about what what it is and isn't the the law does. And different stages yeah. and everything you're supposed to be doing or not doing. The thing is is that we are um this is a sick planet and it is a broken planet and when you know things are broken there's no pain-free options. No, and we are broken and we need that MRI. And we, we need that law. And not only do we need the MRI, we need the healing that comes afterwards and the only the only thing that's that can heal our sin sick souls is God and his character of love and mm-hmm. his principles working out in our lives. You know, yeah, I I mean I hate I go back to this. I don't like colonoscopies. I really don't. But the last time, well, the time before last, I've, I've had three, I think. Mm-hmm. The time before last was three years ago when they wheeled me out. I was still on the gurney. I was half loopy. The doctor said, we saved your life today because mm. they took some things out. Right. Right? The doctor took the things out. This, You know what I'm saying? I still have to go. You didn't. I didn't do it. The, you, you know, didn't the, even know it was there. The skill of the doctor. The doctor had to go in there and look. And the same thing with the the ultrasound. The ultrasound was, I have to get an ultrasound because I'm 66 and I smoked for a, a long time, and they want to check the aorta. Now, I can refuse to do that. Right. Right? Or I they can check it, and they can say something's wrong, and I could still not go to the doctor. Mm-hmm. All that ultrasound is going to do is tell me whether or not something is wrong. Right. It's it not going to fix me. Right. The law is going to tell you whether or not something is wrong. Mm-hmm. Jesus will fix you. Right. But we can choose not to. Mm-hmm. Behold, I stand at the door at knock. <laughs> you know, he's there. He's waiting to come in. He's saying, you know, let's let's run that MRI on your soul. Let's check you out. Right. Let's see if we can't get you living guilt-free. So what was the disciples John's John's thought on the law? Well, John said that anyone who set who says don't obey the commandments and teaches others not to do so is a liar and the truth is not in him. It is it would be just like getting an x-ray and finding that there was something wrong and then not going to the doctor and yet telling everybody that you did go to the doctor. Mm. Mm-hmm. Remember, the law just says, don't take what's not yours. That's all it says. It's love embodied in 10 statements. God doesn't want it on stone. He wants to change its location. He wants to write it upon our hearts. It's the same law as the Old Testament, just a different location. Nothing mysterious about it. God says, I will write my laws in their hearts. I will teach them how to love one another. Right. So what's interesting in the Old Testament, when God proclaimed the um, the law on Mount Sinai, his glory, like a devouring fire, rested upon the summit and the mountain quaked at his presence. So that was probably something that was very terrifying. Sure. Huh. Yeah. God's revealed glory, if you will. Right. Right. We were talking about it earlier, and it's kind of like, you know, how bright is the light of God? Well, remember Moses was up there, and, and, and he hid in the cleft of the rock, right. and God went by and put his hand to shield him from it, and he still came down, and his face was glowing, right? right. I remember one time I was welding on a trailer with your cousin Richie, uh-huh. and I didn't have welding glasses on, and I was always looking the other way. 
but my eyes still got sunburned. Remember, I woke up, yes. woke up in the middle of the night and we started heading to the emergency room. It was like somebody had dumped sand in my eyes. Right. And it hurt so bad. And then we got about halfway there and it's all oh, quit hurting. So we went back home. But the the it just kind of reminds me of that, that God's glory is so bright and we are so out of harmony with him mm-hmm. that it's like a consuming fire to us. And he wants us to, to be put back into harmony with him. He wants us him. to get into the treatment program. Get into the treatment program right. and love and learn his ways. Right. What a contrast that was, that scene on Mount Sinai when God, you know, really got their attention with the law, and then the contrast with the Beatitudes when Jesus unfolded the same values, but in a different way. Right, but you got to remember that when the law was given on Sinai, Israel had been degraded by years of bondage in Egypt, and they needed to be shown the power and majesty of God. So the Lord came from Sinai and rose upon Sarah unto them. He shined forth from Mount Paran. And he came from the ten thousands of holy ones. At his right hand was a fiery law unto them. Yea, he loveth the tribes. All their holy ones are in thy land. And they sat down at thy feet. Everybody received thy words. That's Deuteronomy 32. Yeah. And so, you know, sometimes... So it was scary. It was scary. And sometimes God's got to speak a little bit loud. If you have unruly children, do you treat them the same as you treat a behaving child. Mm-hmm. See, and so remember in the Beatitudes now, Jesus is telling the law to who? A bunch of, for lack of better terms, alcoholics, drug addicts. Poor people. Track peasants, tax collectors, everybody who was there that were all beat up and ready to hear something that could change them. Right. They wanted, and still it was a shock to them. Right. It was a terrible shock to them that this guy's not going to come and defeat the Romans. Right. But what he's going to do is he's going to teach us how to live in harmony with the way God has the universe set up. Teach us to respect his laws. When we respect each other and respect his laws, we can live in harmony with one another. But everything's predictable. Right. Everything is, there's a law of escalation, mm-hmm. and we're seeing it right now mm-hmm. on this planet. Mm-hmm. It Everything escalates as you do harm to one person, that harm person will choose to do harm back in an, in an escalating fashion, right. and things will escalate, and the next thing you know, you have war. And so I think that's the thing, is that Jesus wants to come to each each individual person and fulfill that law of love within their hearts as well. Mm-hmm. That's something that we're incapable of doing on our own. It's only in combination with divine power and through the Holy Spirit and the angels and everything that heaven has to give that we can actually be restored back to um, the uh, God's original design yeah. for humanity. Yeah, and God is going to speak different to everyone. Do addicts need stricter rules especially early on in the recovery. Mm-hmm. So I spoke to a girl the other day who was going to her first recovery uh, meeting. My advice to her was the same as someone once gave me at my first meeting. Sit down, be quiet, and listen. Take You've been talking your whole life. It's time to listen and learn. Right. This is what God was doing on Sinai. Mm-hmm. Sit down and listen. Right. I'm going to raise my voice a little bit. Right. See? And so every, God talks to 
everybody different depending on their condition and all he's trying to do, whether he scares you or whether he speaks softly like uh, in the cave. To Elijah. To Elijah. Mm-hmm. He's trying to reach your heart mm-hmm. with the principles of love, and he will do whatever it takes to get to you. Right, because it's the human heart that needs the changing, not, not who God. God. Right. Not God, but we like to apply bad character traits to God and say he's this way or that way, when really all he's trying to do is keep us alive. And we're like he, the Teflon pan. It just yeah, slides right off. Slides of right off. He's God. trying to keep us from killing one another, and he's doing everything he can at the risk of his own reputation. And sometimes he speaks a little bit loud, and sometimes he lets bad things happen, and sometimes he doesn't seem like he's there. Mm-hmm. And we're always blaming him because we are out of harmony with the way he set things up. Right. Jesus came. If the law points you to Jesus, he can heal you if you go. Right. It's that simple. Right. Got to go, folks. Remember, there's only two ways to live your life. One is like nothing is a miracle. The other is like everything is a miracle. And you have the freedom to choose. Our Father who art in heaven. For listening to the Temple of the Mind on Freedom to Choose, there is truly hope for people whose lives seem to be overrun with problems, unhealthy relationships, or even imprisoned by some form of addiction. Rich and Susan Kallenberg are living testimonials that biblical principles do work. They've authored resources available to move those you love toward freedom. If you'd like to order the Addiction Recovery Workbook, Seven Steps to Freedom, or the book, Could It Be This Simple, The Way Out of Your Prison? Please call Rich and Susan at 916-645-1297 or go to justasiamministries.com. As a nonprofit, they're supported by people like you. 916-645-1297 or justasiamministries.com. Thank you for listening, and remember, you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you.